0: the fantasy focus football podcast is presented by geico whether you rent or own geico makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance go to geico.com today fantasy, you in the fantasy fantasy,
1: fantasy
0: what is good mike clay how are you today
1: I'm good. That was a heck of an introduction. Thank you, be you my a host friend. Professionally, I've
0: been thinking about it.
1: Does been anyone even know it. what they're listening to right now?
0: Nope, not yet. Do to tell them? No. Okay. Should I tell them? Welcome into the Week Eight <laughs> Fantasy Focus DFS Podcast. My name is Daniel Dopp, joined as always by Mike Clay in studio. Mike, you have braved whatever health thing you had going on inside of your little tiny lungs there i had a
1: cougher and it's still lingering but i'm good a i'm healthy cough. i'm fine i'm fine i had uh i don't know i had some kind of bug going around i have two little kids that go to school and like immediately just bring stuff home i'm so bad. we all get sick in the house and it lingers for a week and then we're all fine oh like you know 42 times a year yeah,
0: yeah that's sort of how it works yeah al zeidenfeld joins us from la who also has two small children and was never sick once in his life how are you doing al
2: i'm doing good. Uh, feeling good about this week. It's a really exciting week. I'm happy to be here again. Let's see if we can uh, let's see if we can give the people what they want. Do people, wow,
1: Do people in LA get sick? I don't I mean, think like so. it's The air out there, right? I think I think that's what it is. Are you ever sick? We now? get sick. We
2: just get different sicknesses. Uh, we get we get cactus fever. Okay. Uh, we <laughs> get sure. concrete flu.
0: Yep. Yep. Okay, <laughs> that makes sense.
2: I don't get these jokes.
0: Oh, uh, that's because so I'm not from the West Coast. It's a concrete jungle out there, Mike Clay. Don't worry about it.
1: Anyway, so. Let's talk about some players. How does that Let's, sound? That sounds great to me.
0: All right. We basically, every single week, we go through this thing. We're going to pick a couple of guys, what we think are some really good values, some players we think that you it's worth spending up on in your DFS lineup. Join our weekly contest. Unlimited participants, free to enter, $200 in weekly prizes. That means that you can win money for free. Just reiterating that one more time. Wow. $0 to enter. Money can go in your pocket
1: afterwards. Yes. And still, we will get complaints, I'm sure, from someone. Well, some, some egg on Twitter. That's right. Will complain.
0: Let's talk about some quarterbacks that we could have some of our listeners put in their lineups. And Mike Clay, Derek Carr, $5,000 taken on the Houston Texans. I do not know what is going on where you are trusting Derek Carr in week eight, and I am so excited to find out.
1: Well, we always uh release our lineups at the end of the pod, right? And yes. twice this year, I've been bit and gotten like two points from my quarterback with Case Keenum. And last week, Matt Ryan got hurt, yikes! So now I'm just like, YOLO, let's go, just like <laughs> let's throw some dart. No, uh, look, I, I'm going, I'm going value this week for sure. Uh, but and it's matchup based, right? Derek Carr uh, is the first one, he's 5,000, he's playing at Houston. Uh, Carr has been a disappointment this year, for sure. Hasn't really taken a step forward. I think Oakland has not been a disappointment. They have probably overachieved a little bit, but Carr, it hasn't translated for Carr. No weekly finish is better than 16th. Uh, he's the 20th highest-priced quarterback, so that's why he comes in as a value. He's been a, he's been somewhat effective. I mean, he's been very conservative. That's helped him weigh 74% completion percentage. That's best in the NFL. He's also averaging 7.5 yards per attempt, which is pretty darn good this season. But again, the key here is the matchup. The Houston defense has allowed the six most fantasy points this season Two quarterbacks. Their top five in pass attempts, passing yards, and passing touchdowns allowed with 15 passing touchdowns already allowed to opposing quarterbacks. They've allowed the most completions with 187. They only have three interceptions, and teams are throwing against them at the game script-adjusted highest rate in the NFL. Teams go in with a plan to attack them through the air, and you've seen it in the raw numbers. So I think Carr, this could be the week that he's... he. Pay, Pays off as a value play in DFS.
0: You're only looking for 15 points out of Derek Carr based on that $5,000 salary. So I think it's very possible for him to get there. Interested to see if there is maybe a player that you would pair him with once we get later on into this podcast. Mm, Let's move ahead of Jameis Winston, where we're hoping Jameis Winston, I'm sorry, good Jameis shows up uh, in Tennessee this week. $5,900, Mike. What is it you like about Jameis Winston against these Titans?
1: Yeah, it's it really the value, right? I mean, I think you generally are going to or we're going to rank him as a fringe top 10 play <clears throat> and you're just going to kind of hope the good one shows up if you if you use him right. So uh, you mentioned the price 5900 uh, the, the the production has been up and down this season, but he is QB six and OFP per, per game it's essentially expected fantasy points based on his usage so the usage has been pretty good uh, so far you like that generally that's going to translate to fantasy production he's been somewhat efficient with an 8.1 yards per attempt to this season he's QB 13 of fantasy points per game you don't like the sacks and the interceptions of course uh, but the matchup here kind of neutral for for Jameis Winston's 10th fewest fantasy points allowed uh, by the Titans defense so far to quarterbacks but they're mid-packing completions and touchdowns again so again it really just comes down to price here save a couple of bucks. We know he has a high ceiling and you can uh, fill your lineup uh, with better players at other positions.
0: Okay. Love that. Al, we're going to transition to you where you've got Ryan Tannehill, even cheaper, $5,100 taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, obviously in Tannehill's first start led his team to a W. Uh, that doesn't matter for fantasy unless you're the Arizona Cardinals Twitter handle. But from that standpoint, 300 passing yards in his first start over 19 fantasy points, Al, Al, seems like a really good value play at quarterback.
2: I mean, they got a team total of 24, so they're expecting some touchdowns here. And the Buccaneers have not been great on defense, but they've been a, kind of a reverse funnel where they're just not allowing teams to run the ball and forcing them to complete passes. Uh, that is reflected in their uh, draft points per game against at the position where they've allowed the seventh most quarterback points per game to opposing QBs. They're allowing 300 yards plus passing per game. Tannehill's completed 80% of his passes in his first two games, one in relief, one as a starter. It it just looks like it's a position where he can be extremely efficient, and efficiency is what leads to quarterback scoring on DraftKings, way more so than volume. So I don't need 40 attempts for Tannehill for him to get the, I don't know, 17 to 20 points that I really want from him to be both cash and tournament viable for me. And because he's so much cheaper, as DraftKings have been a little bit aggressive about pricing up I don't want to say the good quarterbacks, but the good quarterbacks at six K and above this year, uh, he looks like a really solid value play coming into this week. But like, how comfortable can you be rostering Brian Tannehill? You're going to have to take a little bit of a leap of faith here that Tampa Bay is going to continue being what Tampa Bay has been through the first seven weeks of this season.
0: Yeah, that makes sense to me. I mean, obviously, fifty one hundred dollars, it's just about that value, and maybe you find someone to pair him with, maybe you don't. But like, that's a you know a guy that. Ryan Tannehill, at least in the first week as a starter, did not look like the Ryan Tannehill that I remembered in Miami. I'm not saying that he was you know, fantastic, but he looked like a serviceable quarterback that could do you really well here with good value in this position. Another guy that I like this week is not just a homer pick. Matt Ryan, $6,000, and then Matthew Stafford, $6,100, taking on the New York football Giants. The Giants-Lions game is approaching a 50-point over-under, which is a lot of points, Mike Clay.
1: Yeah, the Lions are giving up more than I expected defensively. Yeah, they've. I'm um, I'm definitely surprised about that. Their offense has probably been their their better asset so far. So yeah, I'm I'm with you. I like uh, Stafford here for sure. And you know, you mentioned Ryan in passing. If he's able to go, he's questionable. But if he's able to go, I want him in my lineup.
0: Okay, moving ahead to running back, where Tevin Coleman, five thousand dollars seems like another really good value play. Taking on the Arizona, sorry, taking on the Carolina Panthers. There it is. First week back from his, uh, from being out, he had 16 carries. Two weeks ago, he had 18 carries. Last week in the monsoon that he had against the Redskins, he had 20 carries. His usage is trending in the right direction, Mike Clay. Yeah,
1: he's the clear lead back, and he is the best value in DFS at running back this week. $5,000, you love that for a guy that could be a top 15, uh, or we're valuing as a top 15 back this week. And yeah, since he's been back in week five, you mentioned his carry totals, but <clears throat> it traces the snaps to 107 to only 68 for Matt Breida. He's had good fantasy production here, 19th, 17th, and 23rd place finishes so far. Uh, If there's a red flag, it's targets. He only has nine targets in four games, but it's kind of interesting. The way that Carolina defense has operated this season, it it kind of fits perfectly for Coleman. They've had the eighth highest yards per carry at 4.5. They've had the third most rushing touchdowns to running backs at six, but their toughest or at least among the toughest in all receiving categories, which, again, sets up for Coleman, who doesn't do much as a pass catcher, so that doesn't matter, but gets a lot of the carries. If they're giving up big runs to him, he's going to be set up for a nice stay at the office. So uh, definitely like Coleman this week.
0: Okay. Let's also look at Alvin Kamara as a guy that you could potentially spend up on $7,600 taking on the Arizona Cardinals. And I don't want to say that Kamara has struggled this year, but he has yet to reach 100 yards rushing. While he has seen volume in the passing game, he's also not getting the end zone as much as we would like, but this looks like a game that he could potentially take advantage of a not great defense, Mike.
1: Yeah, 7,600 here for a guy that could be an elite fantasy producer. You're right, he's had some problems in the touchdown departments, but if you look deeper, there's a lot to like. 64% of the carries he's handled so far in New Orleans, 20% of the targets, you would expect that production to potentially be more efficient if Drew Brees plays, and I like him. I'm assuming Teddy Bridgewater plays in this game, and I still... Haven't projected here, but if Breeze plays, I like him even more. Uh, Kamara has had a high floor, a top twenty-three back in five of six weeks so far. He's seventh in fantasy points per game. He missed last week, but he's still top six at running back in targets, receptions, receiving yards. His uh, rushing efficiency almost identical to last season. You mentioned the Tumut or the uh, touchdowns, excuse me, have plummeted this season, but he is a good matchup here. He's facing this Cardinals defense that has allowed the fifth most touchdowns in the tenth and has the tenth most plays against this season. They've allowed the tenth most rushing yards the 13th highest yards per carry, and also, you know, they've, they've actually had the fewest targets against, but I think there's plenty of volume here for Kamara. We know how good he is at football. It's I think it sets up, but I think he actually is a value at this price point.
0: Okay. Especially if Drew Brees plays, like you had said, you mentioned that in yeah. there, but like if Drew Brees plays, you think that this offense just has a little bit of an uptick and so you would give him even maybe a, a little bit more of a boost
1: the Saints are bottom 10 or after last week they might be like bottom 12 in touchdowns per game I mean they've been averaging over 3 touchdowns per game every season that Drew Brees has played there's no question that they should score on average about 1 touchdown per game more with Drew Brees assuming he's his old self so no question if we add him in to the to the projections Kamara will probably be the best value at the running back position this week aside of maybe Tevin Coleman but nonetheless a great play
0: okay Al, you love Leonard Fournette taking on the New York Jets, $7,800. I just want to list one thing really quickly here. Week four, mm-hmm. Fournette had 31 touches. Week five, Fournette had 27 touches. Week six, Fournette had 26 touches. Week seven, he had 31 touches. He that's is a lot. just volume, volume, volume. And I have to imagine not just a bad Jets defense, but that's got to be what this is all about, Al.
2: I mean, it's both, right? I mean, I always want to just pack as much volume at the running back position as I can into my lineups because obviously that's going to lead to more production, right? Less variance as you get more touches. And Uncle Lenny's just been all over it. They've just been feeding him the ball and feeding him the ball and feeding him the ball. And I just want to to jump on that train. I want to get as much of that as I can. And when you factor in that he's had 27 rushes in the red zone, but only has one touchdown on the year and now faces a Jets defense that that gives up a lot of touchdowns to running backs. Uh, They've allowed a rush touchdown on 5.9% of their carries, tied for the highest rate in the NFL. In my opinion, this looks like the week that if he continues the volume that he's had, Leonard Fournette is probably going to find his way to the house. Uh, So give me Uncle Lenny at at 7800. I got no issues with him. Yeah, you said he, how many carries did you say he has in the red zone? Uh,
0: 27 red zone rushes. 27 red zone rushes, and he's only gotten in the end zone one time.
1: Yeah, he's been 100. one. Of, he's yeah, he's been one of the unluckiest touchdown scorers of the year. He's fifth in OFP. Should have probably in the three to four touchdown range. So he's actually underachieved, believe it or not. So, That's crazy. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that was the, the week he had that huge game, right? He didn't score, if I'm not mistaken. So it's just unreal.
0: Yeah, unreal. Yeah, when he had 225 rushing yards, he uh, no did not get in the end zone. How does that, that even week? happen? I geez. don't know. I don't know. Basically, how it happens is he doesn't cross that big white line. That's where the end zone okay. is. That's the right. line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right couple other guys that we like this week, potentially, and I know this is going to be crazy, but from a value standpoint, Joe Mixon is super cheap this week. Obviously, it's a dart throw because of how bad he's been playing, but yeah, it's all about the idea that he is the guy there. Carlos Hyde, like him a lot this week, and Devontae Freeman. The Seahawks are allowing 4.9 yards per carry this season, which is fourth most in the NFL, and have allowed a rushing touchdown to all three of the running backs that have played against them that have gotten more than 12 carries.
1: Yeah, and by the way, if Matt Ryan doesn't play, you can just... Just pretend pretend you did not hear what you just heard. Exactly. Because I I would be staying away from that, uh, that offense if it's Matt Schaub in there.
0: If, it, if Matt Schaub is the quarterback, I'm 100% with you there. All right, let's move on to wide receivers where Tyler Boyd, disappointed a little bit last week, Mike Clay, looking for a bounce back here against the L.A. Rams. $5,100, do you think that he has what it takes to be able to take on that Rams secondary?
1: Yeah, there's a couple of things here. I mean, I just used the expression chasing the volume, and that's what you're doing here with Tyler Boyd. Maybe it's a theme with the Cincinnati offense, and they've flashed with fantasy production so far, but here's the thing. Boyd has dropped all the way down to 5100 He's facing the Rams here. It's obviously been a struggle for him as of late, uh, but he's only the 28th highest price receiver. I think in season long, I have him ranked like 14th or something, so obviously a bit of a value here. He's been boom bust this season, but he's still wide receiver, 18 in fantasy points. He leads the NFL in pass routes. He's top four in targets and receptions. There's your uh, volume for sure. Six plus targets in every game, 10 plus targets in five of seven games. You love to see that for sure. Uh, the Rams defense, meanwhile, mid-pack against wide receivers, but they've allowed the ninth highest completion percentage with Tyler Boyd doing so much in the short and intermediate area. you like that stat. Uh, they've also allowed the... They've allowed the 10th lowest yards per reception, but again, with the the way Boyd is used, he kind of uh, can fit against this defense for sure. I don't think Jalen Ramsey will shadow. He primarily works on the outside. We're not too worried about that. Um, also, Ramsey, his first game with the Rams last season, he did not travel inside to, to uh, shadow Julio Jones. He only shadowed him on the outside. So a lot sets up for Boyd uh, to be busy in this game. He's been busy all season. It's just a matter of Andy Dalton throwing on target balls, which... I guess it's somewhat of a risk, but again, anytime a guy is pushing for 10 plus targets a game and and they're this underpriced, I mean, I, I'm 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 going to like him. Chase the like volume. Yeah. That's what it is. Hashtag chase the volume.
0: Another guy that we like, also a value play here, Corey Davis, $4,400 against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Here's the deal. Every game that he has had at least five receptions, he has hit 20 fantasy points. Wow. He, he did it in week four against the Atlanta Falcons, five for 91 and a touchdown. He did it last week with his new quarterback, Ryan Tannehill under center, six for eighty and a touchdown. You're just hoping that Ryan Tannehill brings some life to this offense, and that in turn gives Corey Davis a great value play here.
1: Yeah, you just read all my notes, so I, I have literally to don't have now, your now. notes in front of
0: me at <laughs> all. But that's amazing.
1: Yeah, you're right though. Uh season high in targets last week with the seven. Really when Ryan Tannehill was injected into this offense, my at least my thought was just get the ball like Get the ball to your weapons. Get it to AJ Brown and Delaney Walker and Adam Humphreys and Corey Davis. Just make them valuable in fantasy. That's all we really care about. He did that last week. So yeah. that's a good sign for sure. Um he's Corey Davis, even with Marcus Mariota for most of the season, has been efficient. Nine point three yards per target. He's caught sixty five percent of his targets. He's very cheap here still at forty four hundred. And really the big reason we like him here is the matchup. He's facing the Bucks. Here's where they rank in a few categories. Second most fantasy points allowed to receivers. That's a lot. They're also second worst in terms of targets and receptions against. They've allowed the most receiving yards. They've allowed seven touchdowns. The third most fantasy points to perimeter receivers. Davis mostly an outside receiver. So a great matchup here against this secondary. Young group that's really struggling. Love Davis at 4,400.
0: I like that idea, especially if there is bad Jameis. You're looking at the idea that that offense could potentially be on the on the field quite a bit. So,
1: you mean, good Jameis, right? If, if he's putting points on the board, you know, it could go either either way, way, to be honest. He could score a bunch of touchdowns, but also throw three picks. Or he could throw four interceptions. So like,
0: no matter what, no matter what, we like Corey Davis. That's completely fair. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Al, a guy, I am so stoked. We're about to do this. Deshaun Hamilton, $3,300 taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Obviously, Emmanuel Sanders got traded earlier this week. So you're looking at chasing volume from a young wide receiver that we like really cheap.
2: Yeah, and he's a slot receiver, so that's at least where he lines up most or where he, he benefits the most. He's somebody that just converts targets into catches. We saw the last four games of last year when Emmanuel Sanders was out, 6.25 catches per game in those final four games. Uh, it, it's easily convertible into points. You look at projections, and Mike's projections are projections that you get from anywhere, and and they're going to be median projections, right? This is like the meat of the bell curve, what you're going to get. For 3,300, you're getting like middle eight, eight point something projected as a medium projection. That includes with the rest of that bell curve, you're talking about maybe he scores six, but seems unlikely with as easily convertible as his targets are into catches or possibly 12, 13, 14 points without a touchdown, very easily just with catches and yards. So he's kind of a safer play. If you're trying to stuff in some more guys into your lineup, but don't want to reach all the way down at quarterback, you want to get a better quarterback. You can get Deshaun Hamilton, lock in that easy floor with him. Not exactly a really big ceiling play, maybe somebody like Kenny Stills would be that you know he can get down the field in Kyle in uh, fuller's absence but as as far as just an ultra cheap value play at wide receiver, uh you can do way worse than base Hamilton. totally agree with that.
0: This is definitely one of those spots where you understand that maybe the ceiling's not as high, but it's a good safe floor for you to spend up somewhere else to be able to get great value there so. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Love it. A couple of other guys that we like. Mike Williams taking on the Chicago Bears. He is cheap this week. Someday
1: he will score a touchdown. Yeah. I promise. Oh, he yeah. He'll score another touchdown in his career. Hmm. Put it on the board.
0: Mike, Michael <laughs> Thomas, Chris Conley, like both of them. And DeeDee Westbrook, assuming that he plays, that he did not practice today, mm-hmm. but assuming that he plays, DeeDee has caught at least five passes in four of his past five games and the Jets are allowing 13.8 wide receiver receptions per game this season. That's six most in the NFL. So look for that passing game to be rocking against the New York Jets. Uh, looking at tight end, Mike Clay, and the first one, I love it. Hunter Henry, $4,900, taking on the Chicago Bears. The two weeks that Hunter Henry has played since returning, eight for 102 touchdowns and six for 97. I mean, he is looking Fantastic. Does the Bears' defense scare you? Because on paper, or just thinking about it, it's like, ooh, the Bears, I want to stay away. Is that something that worries you in this matchup, Mike?
1: Uh, not, no, not at all. They haven't really shut down tight ends so far. Top 11 in terms of fantasy points, targets, receptions, and yards allowed to tight end so far. They've allowed a 76% catch rate to the position. That's third highest, actually, at that spot. So uh, teams don't, I guess, try to attack the perimeter quite as often against them. with Kyle Fuller and Prince of Mukamara, and that has led to volume for the tight end position. You mentioned the uh, the stats, the box score stats for Henry. They've been terrific so far these past two weeks. Also, eight and nine targets in those two games. That's what you really like to see. Yeah, we know he's talent. He, we know he's talented. We know he'll be used near the goal line, but you like to see that uh, consistent target volume at least in these first two games. And look, in this uh, Chargers offense, there's plenty of room for him to see a twenty percent target share this week and and certainly going forward. You have Mike Williams. You have Keenan Allen. You have Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon out of the backfield. They don't really have a third receiver. You know, Jeremy Davis is their three right now. Andre Patton, I mean, they don't have to throw it to them. They're going to throw it to Hunter Henry. So uh, set up to be a big part of this offense. They're going to have to throw up plenty, you would think, at Chicago. At 4900 he is still a value.
0: Okay. I like this next one, too. Darren Waller, $5,900 at Houston. We had talked earlier in the show about Derek Carr, $5,000. Obviously, if you can pair a quarterback with a tight end who is giving you wide receiver one production for... 10,900 for the the lot of them. That seems like really good value there. But Darren Waller, I mean, you think he's just going to keep on rolling here?
1: Yeah, and Carr, I mean, we're primarily focused on 50-50s here. And I think, and obviously, these guys are all fine play. Some riskier than others. Uh, I think that Carr, maybe Tyrell Waller stack could have some some tournament value this week for sure. So it's something to keep an eye on. Allows you to spend up on some stars at other positions. But, uh, yeah, Waller, no doubt. Still 5,900. I still find this to be a pretty good value here. And they're playing Houston. He's coming off a career game, eight targets, seven catches, 126 yards, and two touchdowns. But nonetheless, I still think this is a value price here for Waller. He's the number two scoring fantasy tight end. He's been top 10 in five of six weeks this season. His worst was 14, so he's giving you a high floor. And check out this efficiency, 9.7 yards per target. That's great. He's been targeted 50 times. He has 44 catches, an 88% catch rate. Wow, That's like almost, like, that's like Pierre Thomas Prime with the Saints, like, out of the backfield, which was a great catch, right? Like, he's a tight end, and he's catching 88% of his targets. It's unbelievable. The guy has been money in the bank, and uh, he's he's just still a great value at this price.
0: That's incredible. Incredible. I like the idea of Darren Waller. I mean, I know that we in the fantasy community had talked about him a little bit coming into the season, but, like, the idea that he has just come out and broken onto the seam, I'm so stoked for him. Mm -hmm. Just as a person... Nothing no to do doubt. with fantasy, but like he has been so great, and it's just a really awesome story to see Darren Waller out there crushing it.
1: Yep, converted rec- wide receiver out of Marshall, six foot six, and uh, yeah, obviously he had some off field issues there in Baltimore, but got it straightened out and, and turned his career around. You don't see that often. No, you really I really don't see it. often.
0: I love being able to see guys be able to take advantage of what they have in front of them. So, yep. uh, Al, a player that you really like this week, Evan Ingram, fifty three hundred dollars, taking on my Detroit Lions. Obviously, a couple of struggles. Uh, in the last couple of weeks with some injuries, uh-huh. getting back on track with Danny Dimes. But I'll tell you this, I don't need numbers to say it. Detroit linebackers are not always great
2: against tight ends. I mean, and they've allowed a league-high 10.5 yards per pass attempt. Okay, uh, okay, calm down. I, I mean, you. those are just numbers, all right? <laughs> That's true. Numbers don't tell the whole story, just most of it. Right. Uh, Evan Ingram is <laughs> well for a really good bounce-back week. Uh, at least to me this week, a lot of people are going to jump off Evan Ingram because he had this fantastic matchup last week against Arizona, and Red Ellison's the one that scored the touchdown. So everybody's off of Evan Ingram, but his price has dropped twelve hundred. We haven't seen his price this low since Week Three against Tampa Bay when he went for twenty six point three DraftKings points. This is a great chance to get back on board. It was raining last week. If you watched that game, he was in his own head most of the game. He started the game with gloves, then he dropped the ball with his gloves. He took the gloves off because he thought it was the rain and the gloves weren't mixing. Then he dropped a ball with no gloves on. Then he put the gloves back on. You've got a week to put that behind him. I think that he gets back on track here against Detroit and has another solid day. Really high target total for him pretty much every week, except last week. Really high catch total. And just an elite athlete at the position. Uh, and when you couple that with Detroit giving up over 10 yards per pass attempt to opposing tight ends, uh, it could be a day where he breaks a big one. Absolutely could be.
0: I hate to say that, but I agree with you, Al, and it hurts my heart a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I understand. Uh, another another tight end that we like, Austin Hooper. The Seahawks are allowing 67.7 tight end yards per game. That's fourth most in the NFL. If you're telling me that I can take the best tight end in football against a team that has given up the fourth most yards per game to the tight ends in football, I'm all in on that. Hooper has either scored or seen 10-plus targets in five straight games. It's it's not just getting in the end zone. It's the volume with him, too. I mean, he has really come around. This tight end position when we started the year, we really thought it was like the top three and then sort of everyone else, and yeah. we'll figure it out. It's a lot stronger than I think we thought it was going to be at this point in the season.
1: Yeah, it's, it, we talked about this on the, the earlier pod today. I think it's eight now. Yeah, You have an eight, there's an eight, and then a drop-off to like Gerald Everett and maybe like Olsen and Walker and Graham and Cook, those kind of guys, but there is a... And not not O.J. Howard. There's just eight guys that really stand out. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, Zach Ertz might be the eighth guy at this point. Yeah, could be. It's unreal. Yep.
0: Unreal. All right, we are going to get to Mike's lineup and my lineup and talk about what we are doing for this week. But first, Fantasy Focus DFS podcast is brought to you by ADT. What does real protection mean for our listeners, Mike? You tell me. It means that you can get, all of the latest innovation in smart home security from ADT combined with 24-7 monitoring from the most trusted name in home security means you get a team of professionals designing and installing a secure smart home just for you and your family means that they means that you get 18,000 employees safeguarding them with connections to first responders. You get the nation's number one smart home security provider. You can get a secure smart home with everything from video doorbells, indoor and outdoor cameras, Smart locks and lights, all controlled from the ADT app or the sound of your voice. You can also get professionally monitored carbon monoxide and smoke detectors. You get a system custom designed to fit your home. Safety on the go in the car when your kids are at school with the ADT Go app and the SOS button. Guys, ADT has everything that you could possibly need. So go out there and support them because they support us. Thank you, ADT, for sponsoring today's podcast. All right. Quick week week seven recap here before we get into our lineups. Uh, Winner this week was Jack Third. 200.12 points. Took home the number one spot in our DFS tournament on DraftKings. Congratulations there. Mike, I placed inside the top 75 uh, out of just over 2,000 with 151.62. You were just slightly behind that. 129.06 led... In large part to Matt Ryan and everything that
1: happened there. Yeah, it's twice, man. Yeah. Getting bit by quarterbacks. That's why I'm going uh. Going I, I and Derek I'm not Har- gonna say
0: it wasn't a bad call because when an injury or something like that happens, like it's just what yeah, are you gonna they, do? They were
1: off to a slow start, but he's been doing so much in garbage time anyway. Exactly. Kind exactly. of counting on that. But uh yeah, we're uh you know, you look at we've been getting some pretty consistent numbers. It's kind of trending down a little bit, so we'll get back on track. But uh almost every week our optimal lineup, which is the one I, I present for the podcast has been in the upper fifty, you know, in the fiftieth percentile or better at times in the ninetieth percentile. That's what we're aiming for. That's the goal here. Give you solid value plays, guys you can count on to get you uh where you need to be and, and uh at least be in the upper half every week. That's how that's how you can uh, really cash in. So yeah. we've done that.
0: With my win last week I take a one game lead over Mike Clay for the season. Al is five and one at choosing which one of us will have the win for that week. Al, congratulations, man. I feel like you're the real pro here.
2: <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm the pro picker that i need to be on daily wager that's what it is yeah if he, it is. so basically if he
1: doesn't pick your team just scrap it and start over yeah it's like oh shoot i just got to redo this whole thing all right mike clay give us your week eight lineup yeah and and by the way i mentioned this this is our optimal lineup so i do the value boards that you find at ESPN plus every week then i put it through a, a solver in excel it gives you the optimal lineup so i'm saying that this week because we may need to change it matt ryan is questionable If he doesn't play, we're going to have to change this because he is my quarterback currently in the lineup. I have him stacked with Austin Hooper. I also have Alvin Kamara and Tevin Coleman, who we talked about. I have Derrick Henry in there. A little nervous because Tampa Bay has been really good against a run so far, and he doesn't do a lot as a pass catcher, but I still like him at 6,000 because of this massive volume that he gets. Uh, Mike Williams at wide receiver. You mentioned him. Michael Thomas, always a terrific play there. And honestly, he could be a better value if Drew Brees played. Tyler Boyd as well. Uh, and the uh, Lions defense would be the last piece of this. So that works out to a projected total of 151.6 at a clean 50,000. That's what I'm going with, Daniel. Wow, Lapp.
0: clean 50,000.
1: Okay. 50,000
0: coins. All right. I'm going to do this. And this is not a homer pick. Yeah, it is. Well, it's a little bit of a homer pick. Listen, what's the point of playing fantasy football if you can't have fun with it? You know what I mean?
1: Winning. That's the point.
0: Oh. Well, I no, guess that's it's all serious business. That's debatable. You can win and still root for your team. And this week, with the over-under being where it is, I like Matthew Stafford, $6,100. I think they're going to come back after some bad losses and just come out firing. This is where I'm at with them. New York Giants are not anything to write home about from a defensive perspective. For my running backs, Leonard Fournette, who you had uh, we had talked about a little bit earlier in the show, like him at seventy hundred dollars taking Chris Carson against the Atlanta Falcons, $7,000 there. For my wide receivers, pairing Kenny Galladay 6,400 with Matthew Stafford. Also have Corey Davis. Mm-hmm. I'm buying Corey Davis with Ryan Tannehill. Cannot wait to see. I hope that it comes through again this week. Uh, Cortland Sutton, 5,300 took him there with the uh, departure of Emmanuel Sanders. I think there's going to be he's going to be the main uh, beneficiary there. Although if you do not like Cortland Sutton, like we had said earlier, Al had talked about Deshaun Hamilton, a fine, mm-hmm. fine cheap option there. I uh, taking Austin Hooper at my tight end. My flex is going to be Carlos Hyde, forty seven hundred dollars, a guy good that's value. I think pretty good value. Uh and you know what? It's hard because I never feel you don't feel good about putting a guy like Carlos Hyde in your lineup, but every once in a while it just sort of fits with the matchup. Like he's been getting pretty good volume there. Duke Johnson has not been taking carries away from him like that. So uh and then I've got the Detroit Lions defense as well taking on the New York football giants. So Al, <clears throat> you heard oh. both of these lineups? You've seen them on the screen yep. in front of you. Tell us who's going to win this week.
2: I mean, I really like Mike's lineup with Kamara and with uh, Coleman, but the question marks with Matt Ryan and Derek Henry going up against the Buccaneers defense that's been extremely stingy uh, against running backs, I like Dopp's lineup again. What? I'm going to go back-to-back back Daniel Dopp weeks here uh, with the volume with Carson and Fournette uh, with Corey Davis, Kenny Galladay paired with Stafford. Uh, both of you doubled up on Austin Hooper and the Lions defense, so no uh, advantage there. I love Michael Thomas uh, in Mike's lineup, but I just think because of the question marks that has, I'm going to go adopt this week. Okay. Yeah. Who's that? Who's that?
0: Oh, I know that's
1: that's you. That's you. Yeah, and, and like I said, I'm, I am a little nervous about Henry, but that's what the optimal lineup said, so that is what. <laughs> I shall do. But, again, we'll see. I have to keep an eye on, on Matt Ryan's status. I'm nervous about that. Uh, if he's out, it'll probably be Stafford or Carr. Stafford, uh, Stafford is $100 more than Carr, if I'm not mistaken. It's $6,100. So, yep. uh, perfectly fine play there as well.
0: Okay. All right. Love it. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us again. Please join our weekly contest. It is free. $200 in prizes. We are trying to do this. And just, you know what? We just want to have fun. We're going to have fun doing this podcast. We're trying to keep it quick because we know you guys have a lot going on. So uh, thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for listening, and, and hopefully you get some good value out of this. So for Mike Clay, thank you for being here, buddy. I appreciate Always you powering through. Always fun, my through. friend. Al Zeidenfeld joining us from L.A. Thank you, Al, again. We will see you next week, buddy.
2: Sure thing. Always a good time. Awesome. And we
0: will talk to you guys in week nine when I have another W in the win-loss column.
2: Put it on the board. Today's horoscope brought to you by GEICO.
0: Today begins a journey toward a new you, Aries, making smarter, healthier decisions for yourself. Starting with going to geico.com and discovering you could save hundreds of dollars a year on car insurance with GEICO. You will also attend your first fitness boot camp. Your journey toward a new you will stumble after your 11th burpee and ends with you hyperventilating in the parking lot. Tomorrow's a new day, Aries.
2: GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15%
1: or more.